Welcome to the Leadership Mindset Podcast with me, Tony Brooks, where we look to revolutionise your leadership mindset by changing how you think and see your world, enabling you to do the right things and grow significantly as a leader. Welcome back to the Leadership Mindset Podcast. And on this particular podcast in the series, we're going to be focusing on Leadership Skill 1, which is all about becoming your best self. As you may remember, there are nine leadership skills across the, the program of work that I do. And then we're going to be covering in, in different podcasts in the series. And if you remember as well, we were looking at how you think, see and do as a leader in relation to yourself, your people and your organisation. And so leadership skill one zooms down into how you think about yourself and as I mentioned before there's a diagnostic tool on thetonybrooks.com where you can go and look at your, and assess yourself against all of the nine leadership skills but specifically see how you're faring in terms of how you think about yourself now as I said leadership skill one is about becoming your best self um, I also use the term self-leadership um, which I think is a really important term to use as well. Now, self-leadership can be seen in a number of ways. It can be about our level of self-awareness, our understanding of ourselves, of our understanding the way that we behave currently. And remember, that doesn't have to be fixed over time. It's about our level of self-direction, how clear we are of where we're going as an individual. Most importantly, though, it's about a couple of areas we're specifically going to talk about today. The, the one area is self-mastery. And this is how we win the battle between what I call the potential self and the destructive self. And we'll go on to that in a second. Also, it's our self-talk, which relates to this. But it's, it's the way we talk to ourselves and the language that we use. And I want to pick up on those couple of themes in particular. We're also going to uh, pick up on the theme of mental resilience or mind resilience, as I would prefer to call it. But how do we as leaders process what happens on a day to day basis, particularly the challenges and things that don't go well? So, as I said, this is about becoming your best self, the, the best version of you as a leader, as you continue to grow and evolve as a leader and about your self-leadership. But let's first of all talk about the theme of winning the internal battle between the potential self and the destructive self. Now, as I've covered before, the, the potential self is this amazing potential that we're all born with and the amazing potential that we all have. The issue is that over time, our destructive self starts to layer upon that from our interactions with our parents, with our peers, with our teachers at school, from the experiences that we have, from the media. So we're all engaged in an inner dialogue all the time as we're walking around. And often uh, that, that voice inside our head can be one that is, is negative. And there's some issues around that in terms of where, where it comes from. And a big part of that is a survival instinct because our negative inner voice is, is sometimes trying to avert us from getting into harm's way. But it, it, it's, in my opinion, in modern life, it, it functions at too high a level, and a lot of us are too gripped by that. 
So winning the battle between the potential self and destructive self is critically important. Now, there was a, you know, on this subject, actually, there was a, a government report recently called Thriving at Work that highlighted the, the growing mind health problems at work, both, both for leaders and employees. Now, employers are losing billions of pounds in the UK due to employees being less productive, less effective, ill. It's estimated, in fact, that 42 billion is the cost to the employers. And much of this relates to people not being present, people aren't productive, and their mind health isn't strong. Now, that doesn't stop with our employees. That starts with us as leaders as well and how we function. So that's why I, I, I put a lot of focus on this, this inner battle, because I, I've actually, you know, just sharing, I've had my own experiences. I started my own business in 2007 and hit a particular crisis point at the start of 2013 where I was no longer enjoying what I was doing. I wasn't getting great results. It was impacting on my life outside of work. You know, some of you may relate to this because the stress can, and overwhelm can really build on top of you, can't it? And, and I went to the doctor and got, I was diagnosed with depression. It's one of those situations. I, I, I'm sure there are people on listening to the podcast who've been there and, and you know, and, and you know, my, my, I sympathise and empathise with you hugely because it's, it's such a, a terrible place to get to. But, you know, you walk in and you, you fill in uh, a sheet and they, they assess you on various categories. And if you tick so many boxes, then you go away with the diagnosis of depressions and, and more likely than not uh, end up on sort of cause of antidepressants. Now, fortunately for me, I, I came out of that. I learned from that. And... Um, as a psychologist, I've, lot of, I've built a lot of strategies to help me as much as I can from getting into that dangerous territory of thinking. And, uh, you know, again, I'm sure that um, many on the of you on the call will, will relate to having this internal battle that goes on. Um, I'm hoping that you, you keep yourself in, in safer territory because once you start to get into dangerous territory with your thinking about yourself, then it, then it can lead to the sort of problems that, that I've had myself in the past or five years ago. So self-mastery, winning that internal battle between the potential self-destructive self, self I, you know, this is why I think it's so important that the stress on employees, but stress on leaders especially in modern life. And modern life is so fast-paced, changing so quickly, and it's about being able to, to handle that. One of the things I will share on, on this particular uh, podcast is, is one of the one of the strategies, uh, there are numerous strategies I, I use and, and, and we haven't got enough time to go into all, sort of all of those. But one thing I particularly wanted to share with you is the fact that you can gain greater control over your thinking by simply becoming aware it's happening and observing it. Now, that may sound a simple thing, but, it, but for me, it's been life changing. You know, when I when I started to do that more five years ago. So I think a lot of us, when we start to get into a negative cycle of thinking, we own that thinking, that thinking directs us. Uh, we could become very uh, controlled by that thinking. But for me, it's about realizing that those negative thoughts going in your head, they don't have to impact you they don't have to control you you can observe your thinking you can actually uh, many occasions I, I choose to ignore my own thinking uh, particularly if I sense and you get better and better at judging it sense it's on a destructive path that has got, has got no benefit whatsoever 
So if I'm just about to go out and do a big speaking event, I'm driving in the car across to it. And in my mind, it starts to play, oh, you know, I'm not sure the speech is that great. People aren't going to like me, you know. Those kind of things that many of you may relate to, been out doing sort of speaking. Then I quickly pull myself out of that and observe it and think, this is of no use whatsoever as I'm going off to do this speech. But the other thing to be aware of as well is that some of our negative thinking may be there to give us a message. But we can shift our perspective on things. We can see things in a different and more helpful way rather than being gripped by a spiralling cycle of negative thinking. So, as I say, that, that's just one of the strategies for me in terms of gaining a greater control over the more destructive side, the destructive self, as I call it, and, and not being gripped by that thinking. And I'm going to show one really quickly in terms of the way I fuel my potential self. Now, I'm a great believer that we don't recognise our achievements enough and don't celebrate our successes. So one of the very simple things I started to do five years ago again was to write down at the end of each day five great things about the day. In fact, often I write more than five, even if it's been a bit of a crappy day. Just dig and find five good things about the day. Because what you're looking to do is retrain your neurology. You're getting your neurology to filter and look more for the positive things that are happening. It makes you, and it has made me, a more optimistic person, a person who's more open to opportunity. And it's a feel-good factor as well at the end of each day. Rather than sit there maybe dwelling and thinking about the things that were bad, to reflect on the things that were good about the day. So there you are, just in, in terms of winning that internal battle, just a couple of thoughts around the, the inner dialogue that goes on within us all and, and trying to address the balance a little bit more. Now remember as well that we are driven very much by our beliefs and often we can hold limiting beliefs about ourselves which, which reside again within this destructive self. But beliefs will fuel the potential we see ourselves and the actions that we take. Now, I'm sure many of you know the, the, the famous story of um, Roger Bannister, who, before he actually broke the four-minute mile, as I'm sure many of you have heard about, it was believed that a human being could not achieve a four-minute mile. Now... What happened was, after he broke it, it was only 46 days until somebody else broke that record. And, and there were a number of people that broke the record further within uh, the next 12 months. And, and the, the record stands now at under 3 minutes 44. And so the, the important message from this is that our beliefs can constrain us if go unchallenged. And that beliefs are just simply a perspective on things, a view on things. And so looking at the beliefs particularly we hold about ourselves are important. And these can show up especially in the language, the inner dialogue that we use. And I wanted to turn to this whole subject of language now. Because in my, particularly in my one-to-one -one coaching work with leaders, I, I often observe and bring to attention the language that leaders use. Now that can be very assertive at times, it can be very positive, but on occasions, 
as I'm sure you will relate to, the language that, that we can use is it can be doubtful, it can be negative. And so we can find ourselves, you know, using the kind of expressions that again are restricting us. I was touching on this on beliefs a minute ago. But what kind of language are we using? We, we may be using doubtful language like, you know, I'll try and do something. Or maybe I'll do something. I might, possibly. Then also we can use stronger negative language like, I am fearful of doing this. It's a weakness. I'm not good. I can't do this. Now, the problem is that this kind of language, the, the, the destructive language, can feed our destructive self naturally. It becomes a set, can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. So, for example, uh, I was working with a, uh, a finance director and moved into being a managing director in a company. And to be honest with you, he was a very, very capable man. He was very capable of doing the role that he'd been put into. There was one person who believed that he was potentially not able to do that role in the company. And the one person who believed he wasn't able to do it was him very self. So we particularly, and I particularly in my one-to-one -one work, picked up on his language. And I observed that he would often say, I will try and do something. And we had a bit of fun with that. We, we looked to, I said, we're going to eliminate the word try from your vocabulary. And, and we did, because he became more conscious of the language he was using. When he was about to say the word try, he would pull back from that. And he'd say, oh, no, I will do that. So notice yourself. Become, raise your level of consciousness and be more observant of the language that you're using on a day-to-day -day basis, particularly about yourself. And that, that can be language that you are using internally, that you're not vocalising. It could be language that, that you express about yourselves to other people. But notice when you're saying that you can't, you'll try, it's a weakness, you're not good at something. You might do something, you possibly might do something. I had somebody uh, say recently to me, I will possibly try and do that. Well, I said, well, I've never heard anything less certain in my life than, than that. So watch your language. And, and the great thing about coaching is as a leadership coach, I can ask questions that can challenge the thinking. So if somebody says I can't, then I'll say, well, why is it you can't? It, it, what's stopping you? What if you could? And... Just because you can't today, does that mean you can't in the future? And, and, and if people use expressions, one of my favourite subjects, as we know, is, you know, are leaders born or, or are they made? So somebody's saying to me, oh, well, leaders are born with traits and I don't have those. All leaders? Are there other examples of people who, who weren't born with those kind of traits, who grew and developed as leaders? So if you haven't got a coach yourself to help you with this kind of thing or somebody you trust, then get clever at asking yourself good questions, at challenge yourself with questions. Observe when you're using doubtful or negative language because it will drop you into more destructive thinking. Language really does feed our thinking. So if you just want to go away with one thing, notice over the next few weeks when you're about to say, that you can't or that you will try and do something. 
and immediately stop yourself and put it in another form of language, a more certain form of language, a more positive form of language. So we've been looking so far about this whole area of becoming your best self, about self-leadership and, and the self-mastery side, winning the battle between the internal thinking that goes on in us all, about the more destructive thinking that goes on and the kind of thinking that is more positive and fuels our potential and brings out and empowers us as human beings. We'd then be talking about, we've been talking about the language in relation to the language that we use and moving that from being more doubtful to being more certain and more positive. Now, another thing theme for the podcast today on this whole area of becoming your best self, of leading yourself more effectively first, because remember again, you cannot lead other people effectively if you can't lead yourself first. I wanted to look at the subject of mental resilience and how we deal with the challenges that face us on a day-to-day basis. Now, I think that one of the important parts around this is when, because things will go, I was only thinking about this this morning, actually, as well, and there have been a few challenges for me the last few weeks, and I was thinking, for the, during the rest of the year, there will be other things that will not go as expected. There will be things that go wrong. But it's how you respond to those, how you deal with them, because we will all face a path where there will be bumps in the road. Now, I love the work of um, a woman called Carol Dweck, who um, is a psychologist, a professor at Stanford University. She's a psychologist there. And you may have heard of the concept growth and fixed mindset. And I really like this because I think one of the the, the key aspects of this, this difference between growth and fixed mindset is how we deal with challenges. Do we see challenges as blockers, at things that have hampered us, things that have stopped us in our tracks? Or do we see challenges as things to reflect on, learn from, move around uh, and ultimately grow through? Uh, And that's where, you know, Carol Dweck talks about this this whole concept of growth mindset. But seeing each day that you go out there doing what you do as a day to grow, learn, adapt, it's, it's a much more empowering way than, than seeing challenges as blockers, feeling like you're the victim of, of circumstances because we all have things that go wrong and it, it is how we respond to them. So it's so critical in terms of our mental resilience, our mind resilience, how we deal with challenges because if we start to disempower ourselves and see things out of our control, etc., then this is where the stress and overwhelm can build. So again, keep looking for the aspects of what you're doing every day that you can control and influence because it may be there are really big things going on in your world, in the world, that are really outside of your, your scope of control. So look to keep moving and influencing the things that you can change because it's when you start worrying about the external events that could and might happen, that is when you will get into difficult territory. So reflect and grow and also be looking for self-feedback and feedback from others 
So if something didn't go quite how you expected, if you do a piece of work and it, it doesn't go as well as you might expected, do some self-reflection. It might be you pull your team together to do some reflection, but we're talking specifically about how you lead yourself on, on this particular podcast episode. So I wanted to stick with that idea of self-reflection. Reflect on something that didn't go well. What do you learn from it? In fact, even the things that go well, reflect on them. How could they get better? It will continue to keep building your resilience. And again, also remember that we can all get locked into comfort zones. And, you know, the path to becoming your best self is one where you move yourself out of your comfort zones. It's where you take some calculated risks. You do things that you've never maybe done before. I remember this when I was first offered the, offered the opportunity to go and train abroad in 2016 in Dubai, Malaysia. And, you know, I'd, I've, I've trained in my own country. I felt comfortable with that. But the idea of moving into a different culture, traveling abroad, you know, it was uncomfortable for for want of a better word but it was such a good thing to do and I'm so pleased that I didn't turn away that opportunity because I grew so much just over that week being away learned about myself learned to how how it was possibly different to work with people from a different culture to use my you know work my material in a different culture so move yourself out of your comfort zone all the time but in a way that is, you know, don't go crazy with this again, because we, what we don't want to do is create stress and overwhelm. But keep taking calculated moves and move yourself out of your comfort zone so you start to stretch and grow. Because otherwise, if you stay within your comfort zone, there is no growth. And that's what we want for you as leaders. That's what I want for you as leaders is to keep growing and evolving and changing. And finally, we're on this we're on this topic of how you think about yourself. And I've been talking about this battle between potential self and and destructive self. But I wanted to finish things on a on a more positive note, because thinking about yourself is not just about this battle between potential self, destructive self. It's about thinking in new and exciting ways. And. You know, the, the, the greatest example of this was Dick Fosbury when he completely revolutionised the way the high jump was done. He was a failing athlete as a, as a high jumper, but he decided that he was, you know, going to look at a different way of jumping over the bar by going backwards rather than forwards. And, and that desire to think differently, that, that courage to think differently, meant that he completely shaped, changed the shape of you know the way the high jump was done to this day so remember that you know you've always got the opportunity to think differently and it's about creating the space to do that and also remember that you don't need to rely upon success and victories and positive outcomes to fuel a, a more positive psychology uh, you know a, a different way of approaching life now there is this I'm going to finish on this topic actually in the podcast. It, there's this debate about whether success drives happiness, or actually, as I believe, and a lot of people who are from the sort of positive psychology school of thought come, come from, that actually happiness will drive success. So it's the way that you approach your day to day activities with a positive mindset. 
and with a feeling that you're already there in terms of feeling content and that you don't need to have achieved this goal to be content and that goal to become a content and this level of turnover and all these kind of things go forth with your you know do your work go, go forth and take every day with a feeling that life is good wake up and celebrate be grateful for what you have be happy about what you have because you are much more likely to achieve things and become successful if you come at it from that angle because you know I, i've worked with many leaders over time who've set themselves big sort of percentage increase in turnover and have achieved those but the problem can be and, and again many of you might relate to this if i if i say to a leader at the end of the year what a great year you've you know you've you've achieved your target what a great thing to celebrate what do you think they might say yeah but it's not enough we need to go higher the bar keeps continually getting raised which creates more and more stress and overwhelm so come at success from a different angle come at success from a place that you're already a great person you're doing great work you're achieving great things be grateful for what you have go forward with a positive mindset and you are much more likely to achieve the kind of levels of success and break your goals and, and achieve those goals than if you come at it from a different angle and, and I, I guess it's from a mindset of scarcity more rather than a, a mindset of abundancy so I hope you found this podcast useful as a, as a starter in terms of thinking about how you think about yourself how you get yourself on a path to be to becoming your best self how you lead yourself first before you lead your organization your business your people so looking at winning that internal battle between your your thinking the more destructive thinking and the stronger thinking that emanates from your potential self looking at the language that you use building your mind resilience as you go along and finally thinking in new and exciting ways and taking taking on life from a view that you are already happy and, and, and feel good with your life and content with your life and that you just it would be great to achieve more we all want to achieve more but don't come to don't come to it from a place of lack come from it to a, from a place of positivity so that was leadership skill one out of the nine leadership skills we'll be looking at other leadership skills in the series and in, in relation to think see and do and how you think see and do in terms of yourself your people and your organization today was all about thinking about yourself I look forward to sharing more time with you in the very near future. Thank you. If you want to explore your leadership mindset in more detail, why not complete our free leadership diagnostic at thetonybrooks.com and subscribe to this podcast to join us for future podcasts.